Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of TheVentureOut.com, the best way to be more productive. Me amo Bo. And that's for my uh, Spanish-speaking listeners. Oh, nice, nice. Hola, hola, amigos. Ah, <laughs> si, senor. You got a, got a saying for us there, Bo? Um, como estas? Muy bien. Mucho gracias, gato. Mucho <laughs> gusto. <laughs> <laughs> ah, thank you. Yes. Well, first off, I'd uh, like to mention our uh, Patreon page at patreon.com slash junto show. This is where you can donate just a few bucks to keep us going to do what we love to do, which is this right here. And what we love to do and what you love to listen to. Hey there, junto people. Hey there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today is, what are we doing here? It is Tuesday, January 8th, 2019. Happy New Year, yep. everybody. Our first official show of the new year, right? Heck yeah. We put out the uh, the pop culture interview episode, but I think that was uh, still 2018. So how's everybody's 2019 going so far? Mm. It's a little crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a little crazy. Have you kept your New Year's resolutions? I don't think I made any official resolutions. Therefore, he's kept it. I have been in the gym multiple times uh, this week, though, as you can see by these. Ah! Good thing we're, (laughs) the gun laws are relaxed in Florida. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm I'm carrying over here. No! (laughs) Stand your ground, man. Stand your ground. (laughs) You went too far. (laughs) All right. Welcome to the Junto Show. And the Junto is a club Benjamin Franklin founded way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show's not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon something profound between the geeky jokes. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to throw in here before we get things started? No, let's get right into it, man. <laughs> this first topic, the shutdown. <laughs> uh, what is the first topic? Yes. All right. So okay. we're, we're get, let me introduce the segment, though. Right, people, right. people really care about right, our ill-begotten right. uh, <laughs> illegal drops. Yep. We'll get things started with our first segment. Hot Take News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right. So clearly the biggest, uh, well, I don't know if it's clearly, but the biggest thing I think that's going on in the country right now is we are currently in, was it day... 56. <laughs> 79. Day 17 of the, the government shutdown. Something in that area. The high teens. Okay. High teens. Almost out of R. Kelly's uh, uh, shooting range <laughs> <laughs> of the government shutdown. It is currently the second longest shutdown in history. It says uh, the longest shutdown ever was in December 1995, lasting into January 1996, 21 days. Okay. Oof. Yeah. So uh, we are at real risk. Of extending that and uh, beating that record, if it, the shutdown goes on to Friday, the eighteenth, it'll be the longest in history. Whoa! And for the dumbest of reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's funny that I uh, went to a barbecue, neighborhood barbecue. Oh. At my uh, my parents' mm-hmm. neighborhood, which is a bit more rural, right? You can kind of see where I'm going here, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I get to this barbecue, start talking, you know. And the person I'm talking to is affected by the government shutdown. And we're both like, oh, man, I can't believe what's going on, right? He's like, yeah, it's crazy, ain't it? Man, those Democrats should just let us build the wall, you know? We just, <laughs> just, you know, I hope Trump just pulls a national emergency and just, just builds the wall because we need that wall. And then I look at him like, I just shake my head, you know? Yep. Well, he just, was, so, who's he talking to? He's talking to me. You know, that's wild. I, so as a black guy, right, I think yeah. people pretty much know that I'm not – Yeah. Republican, not yeah. conservative, or whatever. So okay. I don't really get that too much. Yeah, yeah. but Asian guy, I guess I'm neutral everywhere. So he's like, yeah, they don't know. They don't know. <laughs> that's that's wild, yeah. man. 
Yeah. Okay. So okay. So uh, do you think? What do you think about the wall? Uh, g- generally speaking, what do you think about the wall? Waste, waste, waste of money. Why build this stupid wall? I don't think it does anything. I've seen a couple uh, documentaries, listened to a couple podcasts. They all seem very legit and unbiased, and it doesn't do anything. Yeah, Trump himself, he was like, uh, once once you get up there, you're not coming down, folks. You're not coming down, unless you have a rope. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, HBO has a short documentary on the, on the wall. Oh, where? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's a short one, too, so it's good. And then there's like little clips there where they're uh, filming uh, Mexican people looking at um, previous walls. Mm-hmm. Like, look at them. They're building another wall. Like That's going to stop us. We'll climb as many walls as it takes. It don't matter. It'll and probably I'm, like, stop like, ladies and kids alert. from coming over, I think that. Unless they build some kind of, I don't know, pulley system. But, <laughs> but the wall itself isn't continuous. So they're like, okay, build a wall there. I'll just walk down the road a mile, and then I'll just pass where there's a gap in the wall. Well, the concept, yeah. as outlined by uh, your president, says that he he wants it to be contiguous. That's the whole thing. Is that right now we have like a like you're not really getting across Tijuana to San Diego. Like mm-hmm. there's a big yeah. concrete enclosure there sure. or whatever. But you know, along the Rio Grande or whatever the hell, there's like fences in some places, and then where it's like uh, mountains or rivers that have less stuff. But he's like, no, we want the Great Wall of America. Mm-hmm. To go all the way across it, and that's the whole thing, and that's why it's going to cost just, forty billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, but this first drop, I guess, if if he's going for more than this five point nine drop, isn't the continuous wall. It's just a whatever four hundred plus mile section of the two thousand plus miles needed. Um, and so, okay, so uh, you're against it because you don't think it'll be effective. Against it because uh, I don't think it'll be effective. What a waste of money! I'm not going to pay that money. What about? Uh, oh, I am if they do it. But <laughs> d- d- does the okay? Well, so Johnny's against it because it's mm-hmm. not effective. Bo, are you, what are your thoughts on the wall? Well, not not just not effective, but yeah. I think the wrong thing to do. Just sending a bad message towards the immigrants. We we are the land of you know comprised of all kinds of people, all kinds of cultures. Uh, I I want to promote a, a more welcoming image in open arms than a gigantic wall. That's what I wanted to hear. From that you, Mexico is not paying for. <laughs> Yeah, that's where I am with it, too. I think it's ineffective and also a uh, big monument to things that I don't think that our country should be trying to uh, stand for. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to figure out, um, you know, the the goal of our relationship with our countries should be the same relationship that we have Canada. We should have the same relationship with Mexico. It- Oh, are you wondering why there's no talk of building a wall on the northern border? <laughs> well, so I'm just trying to figure out like keep that the, should keep be the moose out. <laughs> that should be that should be the goal of our relationship with the countries next to us. You know, it shouldn't be a more of a hostile uh, kind of uh, antagonistic uh, view towards towards our neighbors. But uh, you know, as far as the reality of of on the ground over there, I'm not 100 percent sure of it, but. You know, I know that Trump doesn't know that. <laughs> and he, you know, as far as everything I've been, you know, read, all the wall stuff is essentially was a talking point so that he could stay on immigration. He would just say wall and then the aides would be like, okay, we want you to say wall so you, you know that we're talking about immigration now. Okay? Did you hear about that, John? <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then it was like, okay, the wall now is something he has to do. And so now he's created his Alamo or something like that, right? Yeah, and then once he started getting, he says wall, and then people start uh, applauding, he's like, all right, that's the thing that I'll remember to talk about. It's a good applause line. Yeah, and there was, there's like, I think, um, uh, some video of him uh, being like, you know, I just said wall, and then everybody started cheering, and I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, there's there's a whole lot to that whole thing too, like with uh, Pat Buchanan in like the 1996 uh, election. But it, it's it's all too much for me to go into now. Yep. Okay, so you guys, would you guys accept the uh, 2.5 billion dollars in border security wall funding for the DACA kids agreement? Yeah, of course. I mean, I I, I don't mind the 5.9 billion towards immigration uh, support and help out there. Mm-hmm. But the fact of building a, a physical barrier okay, t- uh, two is point, ridiculous. Okay, so half of that, 2.8 or whatever, for wall. But you get uh, the DACA and Dreamer kids get to be uh, yeah, sure. temporary status. Yeah, temporary sure. status. Yeah, I'll waste uh, $2.5 billion for a non-effective nothing to to uh, get other people to do the right thing for other cases. Okay, what, do you, what about you, Bill? It's all an imaginary number to me anyways. That's just way too big. Yeah, <laughs> 2.5 billion. It, it does, like, once the numbers get into, like, billions of dollars... It stops like making, you know, <laughs> like uh, I don't. I, I become uh, what is it? Um, it it doesn't become real to me. Like two point five billion dollars. You know? Yeah, I saw something where it's like people can't fathom the difference between a billion and a billion. Like just mentally, you can't. Um, yeah, I mean, I I would have. I know I'd, I could spend a million dollars, right? Yeah, I'd probably I'd have love a, to. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably have a hard time spending a billion dollars. Oh no, I'd find a way. <laughs> <laughs> Ten islands. I'd just buy all of. The Lesser Antilles. Brewster's, Brewster's Billions over here. That's yeah. a, a movie for the... For the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I don't know if I would take the deal. I would probably still want to be like the an idea that you're a good steward of the taxpayer's money, right? So you would say something like, okay, you know, we've, we asked for $2.5 billion for the wall. Okay, how effective is it? Do I have metrics for how effective it is? You know, instead of... Uh, I kind of want more of that type of discussion that's happening, but I know that that's not... It's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah, but plus, we, I think we need a compromise. Well, no, they've been on yeah. Fox News saying that walls yeah. are 95% effective. I don't know how you <laughs> engage that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you put numbers on it. What are the 5%? I don't know. Man. Ghost, ghosts. Uh, <laughs> Mexican guys from the, from the Titan games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The walls are very effective. The Mexican walls are very effective against Canadians. <laughs> yeah, true. All right. Uh, anyway, right. I, I don't think I would take the uh, the compromise for a number of reasons. Uh, compromise, I think, is increasingly a thing that I am against. All right. So, um, <laughs> let's see, what are we doing here? How, how many relationships have you been in? Uh, a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm, political compromise. How about that? Or compromising with bad people. All right. Mm, so, do the defections from the Trump cabinet concern you? As it stands right now, there is no confirmed or permanent attorney general, secretary of defense, EPA administrator, ambassador to the UN. Uh, the chief of, chief of staff for the president is only acting, and uh, he's also got two other jobs, including uh, running the <laughs> Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, an yeah. uh, uh, entity that he hates and has zeroed out the budget for. And uh, he is also the budget director. So do all of these, like... One guy has nine jobs, and there's a bunch of people not confirmed. And the rest is Jared Kushner. <laughs> that bug you guys? You think that's a national security concern, or is that like a, a big issue? I just don't. I like the thing though is, you know, these these positions are appointed by the president and then confirmed by the Senate, right? For the most part, yeah. And so I just don't get like, you know, he's going to drag out this interim thing mm-hmm. as much as he possibly can. I don't know what the rules are against. What are, rules? what are rules? What are rules? Rules are what you can make me do. Yeah, I'm just saying like... You're going to bring the army in to make me hire some guy? <laughs> I I don't know. It, it just seems like, you know, if you have a cabinet and there's a reason that they put in Senate confirmation and all that kind of stuff and confirmation by the uh, 
by the legislative body against what the pre- the president wishes you know i don't see how he can just kind of say oh willy-nilly just pick a person not do yeah any kind of confirmation that's how and just kind of keep going that's how well no that's how but it's just like <laughs> just why isn't why isn't this more of an issue to to people in congress exactly yeah so and until it becomes one it'll just be a thing that happens right yep and uh so part of me is like oh it's bad that we have these like one it was already the b team and now the b team is quitting and like the c team is stepping up which is like bad but then also it's like is it good that he's not effective because if he was effective he'd be doing things i don't like but then well he was already kind of not effective right yeah well in certain stuff yes in certain stuff no and i just like but I don't, you don't want you don't want it to be like a black hole right but but, but do i though because like if if all you're doing at the epa is rolling back regulations and allowing pesticides to have cancer poisons in them maybe it's better that there's nobody doing that <laughs> yeah I think there is an argument to be made that the most effective government is a government that doesn't do anything. Well, right? no, the most effective government <laughs> is a good government. Right, so, so on the order of, of goodness, there is good government, no government, bad government, <laughs> and then that's a spectrum. Yeah, I mean, I know it's a spectrum. I'm just thinking, like, I I think that there, I feel like as far as the um, economic um, health of the nation. Uh, I think that a government that doesn't do much is, I think, has been shown to be uh, quite uh, quite good. No, I think the exact opposite. Oh, I think yeah? if you look at the biggest uh, times of economic gain in the country, it was yep. when the government was doing the most, like in the World War II era or back when the... Well, I don't think they were doing a lot in World War II era. The economy boomed. That was, that was after World War II, and there was a different reason for that. That was external factors. Right? Well, it happened. Well, because there was the Marshall Plan, right? Mm-hmm. And so what they did was they rebuilt Europe. And then Europe, they didn't have any infrastructure. Who built Europe? U.S. built Europe. That's the Marshall Plan. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But, Big government. But, yeah, so that's so they invested in Europe. Europe said, I don't have any factories. I can't rebuild anything. So they have to buy their stuff from somewhere. They don't want to buy it from Russia because Russia is Stalin. So they buy it from the U.S. Yeah, all you're just saying is the yeah. reason why the big government was doing the thing, but the point remains that the, the economy, well, I don't, the economy I don't think boomed not, when, the economy, when the government was doing stuff. But that's not government's fault. That's because Europe was destroyed by war. Mm-hmm. And Okay, so who built the, the middle class in America was built off of government programs like the GI Bill, off of uh, the federal housing loans that were given out by the government, off of the subsidized, well, that's the GI Bill, it's a subsidized education that happened. Uh, also, the, whenever there's a big downturn in the economy, the government has to step in and uh, provide stimulus. I think, like, make the case to me, like, w- that when the government stepped back and did little or nothing, like, uh, what, what was it, the New Deal? When everybody got jobs and we built all this infrastructure and electrified the, the country? Like, the government doing things, to my eye and historical lens, is the driver of the biggest uh, periods of economic activity in the country. Bill Clinton... I mean, excuse me, Al Gore making the internet? Come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, the government does have a role in investments, right? So I think that's kind of the things, you know, the government makes these large investments that, you know, private individuals find too risky and stuff like that, and they find is part of the social good. But if the government does a lot of stuff, and then for a period of stretch, they kind of just keep on keeping on, that's... I think still an effective strategy, right? You just say, okay, we're going to maintain it, status quo. When's it worked? Well, I'm thinking of, you know, I mean, the last, you know, Obama's last, you know, three years or something like that, right? He had a Republican Congress and and he didn't really do much, but the economy grew, right? 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like nothing happened, right? Yeah. The government still was effective. No, no, Obama good. You yeah. Got me. I'm <laughs> so I mean, it's not like Obama could do everything that he wanted to do, but the the government didn't. You know, the government was kind of said, okay, status quo, and then the economy grew. Yeah, but I think he also was was riding the wave of the things like the the big Obama stimulus and some of his his other programs that he put in place too. All right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so like, I think it's a, a counterfactual could be the economy could have grown much more had there been more things that could have been allowed to happen. There'd be more health care jobs that people had more insurance or had, had more access to health care, et cetera, et cetera. Obama good, though. <laughs> <laughs> the, the takeaway is Obama's good. Yeah. All right, so to answer your question, Lance, as far as is it good or what's the deal with having all these people acting, I think I, I, I think I like to try to call ourselves out on this, which is like this feels a little bit like an echo chain, which is I feel like that was a leading question. It, which is obviously is bad to have that many vacant spots out there. Yeah, it's horrible that Trump can't fill or can't keep good people mm. in those positions. I, I was I was agnostic about whether it's good or bad. It's definitely abnormal. But I, like I was saying, I don't know if it's a good thing that you don't have bad people doing. It's stuff. gotta be a bad thing. I mean, how, I mean, if you're, if you're truly agnostic, then why? Then what could you see as a positive of having so many vacant positions? Like I said, at the EPA, if the dude at the EPA. He sees it as his job to undo all the good things that were already there. Then I would rather him not be there. True. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can buy that. But I think in the general context of having so many vacant top leadership positions vacant, which then rolls uphill, I guess, to Trump to make decisions. It's it's a bad thing, though. Mm, I, I, I'm agnostic because I, I don't know exactly where the tipping point is between I would rather them do nothing than to do the things they're trying to do. That's a tough call. Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking out loud here a little because my first gut reaction was like, you present any decision to Trump, he would make the bad one. <laughs> so, I was thinking oh, so George always, Costanza. <laughs> so always better to have somebody there. Orange Costanza? George, 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 George Costanza. Orange Costanza. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> but then again, there, you could have pretty horrible lieutenants too, like Jeff Sessions in there. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't know what the point yeah. of that discussion was, but to, more than to point out that it's it's abnormal for there to be so much turnover and uh, I yeah. don't know. All yeah, right. I mean, but that that may not be. So I think in the the context, you know, the presidency and the executive branch has always kind of grown as as America has gotten older, right? Yeah. You know, maybe in some way the silver lining would be. You know, once all the dust settles and everything kind of like shakes out, people kind of look back and say, do we really need these, you know, all these different kingdoms and stuff like that in the government? You know, is there like a someone to take a, a look at, at how things are being run and reevaluate it in a, I don't know, in a different way? I, I, so I think you raised a good point there, boy. People have said that Trump makes horrible decisions, but in doing so, he forces people to ask questions and challenge the way we've been thinking such as yeah. the whole Syria and the whole Middle East policy stuff where I think uh, most people would say his uh, his uh, impromptu decision to pull forces out of Syria was a horrible thing because there's a whole tangle of spiderweb there of alliances that were, that were ruining and backstabbing people and blah 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 but it does force the question of like what is our role in Syria? What are we doing in Saudi Arabia and Afghanistan and all these places? It just forces a yeah. question to be asked which is good Mm-hmm. Not saying I agree with any of his decisions again. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm very pro pulling out. Like, uh, it's always a safe bet. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're. 
Yeah. Uh, okay, that, that's pretty much all that. <laughs> yeah, I learned that uh, explicit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna end things here with a little bit of good news here. So yes, yes. Good news. the uh, the Florida uh, restoration of felon voting rights has been okay. in, is starting to enact, and officially uh, felons can now start registering to vote. Good uh, thing to keep in mind, though, is that the law states, "quote uh, duh, 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 wait, hold on, no person convicted of a felony." or adjudicated in this or any other state to be mentally incompetent shall be qualified to vote or hold office until restoration of civil rights or removal of disability, except as provided in subsection B of this section. This is the actual text of the document. Any disqualification arising from a felony conviction shall terminate and voting rights shall be restored upon completion of all terms of sentence, including parole or probation. So the sticking point there that people are starting to say, people that I think don't want felons to be able to vote is what do you mean by upon completion of all terms of sentence? Like do you mm. have to pay your court costs, blah, blah, blah. If you have an outstanding oh. bill to the thing, are not you just sit- finishing per- your probation. Yeah. So like they're, oh. they're like, okay, we need to, you know, pass a law that says exactly what that means. And you know, it has to go get signed uh, by the Republican governor. And there's the out. Yeah. So, so look yeah. out for that, but still it's a good thing. People will get their rights and or get arrested for trying to register to vote illegally. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One piece of news oh, real fast. All right. That I thought was kind of entertaining in a way was uh, Kevin Spacey gets pulled over on the way back from his court hearing. So it's like you can't. That's stop. even that's good news, right? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm with kind of good news. I we're, guess we're done with Kevin Spacey now, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, too. I'm pretty sure. You hey. see that video we put out? Yeah, I was like, I saw it and I was like, <laughs> is this old? And then I found out it was new, and I was like, that's weird. I mean, well, you know the context of it, right? Uh. No, I just saw, he just what? started saying he was Frank, and I was like, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Frank Underwood. Good he, instinct. He, he's playing the, his character from House of Cards. Okay. So he's talking as if he's Frank Underwood yeah. in that tone. He's like accused sexual predator Kevin Spacey playing Frank Underwood. Frank Underwood. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I, uh, you know, th- that's when art goes too far. So I hear he's still getting job offers uh, from Russia. And from uh, other European countries, so he may just do work over there for a few years and then try to make a comeback. Uh, well, Russia does have a known uh, appreciation for old uh, sexual assaulters. There you go. <laughs> oh, man, it's crazy. All right, then that's the high tech news. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. I'm Johnny. I'm Lance. And I am Bo. And this is a segment where I welcome you all mm. into a room called the Captain's Rain Room. <laughs> so I, I, won't you come with me? And, and, did I do that right, Lance? I don't know, man. Let <laughs> me talk about that intro. <laughs> 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 Just play the cue music. First, thought forbidden. First, freedom denied. Change is all irrevocable. No one should feel obligated to join this mission. I believe that I can do more. Hasn't that been the problem all along? You've never been willing to do what's necessary to attain it. All right, so for uh, this topic, it's a new year, fresh start, as always. Mm. And I find myself not in a relationship. Okay. So I'm out there dating again, right? 
the captain is on the bridge. Oh, that's true. <laughs> the, 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 Looking for your uh, Beverly Crusher? <laughs> oh, no, wait. Uh, oh, man, I wish. Or your, your random green alien. <laughs> no, no, Beverly Crusher. <laughs> so hot. No, I was kidding. Okay. <clears throat> so, you know, go on a couple of dates here and there, and then it's hard to make that, des- that decision, though. Like, when do you know, like, hey, this is worthwhile to pursue further, and when do you just cut it off? Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So how, how what goes through that decision making process? Because for me at least, there's always a bit of well, like there's there's some good positive attributes for sure, and that that that's great, you know. And I think that's something to build off of. But then there's sometimes these other things where it's like, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Am I being too superficial? Am I being too judgmental? Am I being too whatever? Maybe that's something wrong with me, and that's why I'm still alone and ronery, you know. <laughs> so. You know, don't laugh at your captain, <laughs> science <laughs> officer Lance. Stick to your beakers. <laughs> it's funny. I was drinking a Mike's Heart Lemonade out of a beaker on my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Any, any thoughts there? Like, how, how do you make these complex decisions that's gonna have such great impact on your life? Well, I'd say that is probably the hardest part of a yeah. date. Well, okay, one of the hardest parts probably finding the date. It's probably the hardest part. And then uh, secondarily is like deciding. Not for Bo. Bo puts on a green shirt and boom. <laughs> but but how can you decide on love? Just unabashed, <laughs> true, you know. No, don't, was, don't you don't you? whenever you see this girl, your heart just leaps out of your chest? And, so, no, yeah. yeah is, of course. I'm not is, a big chest yeah. leaper. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Bo raised a good point. Like, is that the thing? Like, sh- should you try to... Are Make sure you feel this like passion well, on if the you first do, date. If you do, then that's great. Like, or is it something that grows? Maybe it's not great. Maybe passion leads to like lots more arguments because, and you're passionate about everything now or something. I don't yeah. know. You never had that. Never had a. I've had passion. El Paso. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, yeah, I know about the passion curve. What's the passion curve? It's whenever uh, it's the distance that uh, you can arc across with electricity, uh, depending on the pressure point of gases. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it'd be more entertaining there. No, <laughs> Somebody had to kick out of it. <laughs> uh, so, so okay, so yeah, so we're, we're assuming that we're like not head over heels for some chick or woman uh, <laughs> instantly or whatever. So it's like, mm. okay, so like when do you kind of take the chance on like a like an okay thing or whatever? That so like, yeah. like this do is, I want to take the time to let that, this that's should potential I settle? grow? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, should I settle? <laughs> <laughs> Like, hmm. You know, I was talking to another friend of ours and talking to him. He's like, Johnny, one date. One date's all you need. If you can't decipher <laughs> all the information you need out of one date. Yeah, you have to be very efficient in your information gathering. That's what I, I thought. Like, <laughs> you have like a checklist of questions you just burn through. In the, like, I mean, maybe. I mean, that, that would maybe. work. I think one date is too too much. One well, date is too much. That's a lot of serious topics <laughs> in one time. Yeah, like hey. that, that would take away from the fun. Yeah, you want to have a family? Have many kids. What's your religion? What's your political affiliation? Cheese sticks first? Jeez. (laughs) And you don't even know, after one day, you don't know if if that person's a liar. Yeah, right, right. They could be like, uh, yeah, sure, I I love uh, Dragon Ball X. I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) (laughs) fooling me, but you're sexy, so we'll see if you get that letter right. Yeah. (laughs) My favorite guy is Pikachu. (laughs) Pikachu. Pikachu. How do you choose? So, I would say that each person has their own um, kind of internal checklist, right? So no matter if you feel that passion or not, you still have to have something beyond that, mm-hmm. right? Because yes. passion is, a, you know, if you've been with someone for long enough, it is a temporary thing, right? What? 
you get well, you get with someone, right? I keep hearing that. That's <laughs> oh. the issue I have. <laughs> well, I'm passionate all the time. Well, yeah, oh yeah. Well, so uh, you you're with someone, right? And you know, not everybody is like has their day or something like that. And after you know a certain amount of time, you just realize they're just another person, right? And so you kind of have to have something beyond just the like, you know, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, so I think it's a different kind of love. Yeah, as I've heard, where there's relationships start off with a, or let's call it whatever, like a passionate love. Mm-hmm. Then over mm-hmm. time, it evolves into a deeper, longer-lasting, like friendship love or something like that. It's more, and, and it's, that's what really takes a yeah. sustained relationship through upteenth years. Yeah, and I would say that you know, for the long-lasting relationship, or at least in my uh, estimation. It's more of like a business, right? You kind of almost have to treat it like, you know... Like a transaction? Not a transaction. I would like to make a deposit. I would like to make a deposit (laughs) in the baby bank. (laughs) Uh, But it's more of like you both have similar goals and you all both work to those goals, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so that you either, you know, there's I think several different strategies you can kind of come up with, kind of like there's several different business plans and several different business models, right? And not every business model is, is right for your relationship. And I know this kind of... Um, you know, talking about business as a relationship, kind of, uh, what is it called? It um, uh, it sterilizes kind of the passion and love in a relationship, right? Or at least I mean, it makes it sound like. Yeah, it. but at the same time too, though, it's it's good to kind of have an understanding of about you know what everybody's expecting yeah. and how we're trying to go about going about it. You know, like have a yeah. plan. It's fine, to have a plan. Yeah, and and so the you know for at least for me, you know, I feel like if you can work with a person. Right. If you can work with a person on long term, short term or difficult goals or something like that, if you can go kayaking or canoeing with someone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you can you can know when to lead and you can know when to follow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of Good like way. you know, for me that's kinda of like the like the make or break point. Like you can really like a person, but if you can't paddle in the same canoe and y'all just keep going in the bushes and yelling at each other, that's that's kinda so. Yeah, but but that distinction doesn't come in until a year in. Yeah. Well, right. Well, so, no, no, no. So I, how think, you, I think if you or you live together for oh god, <laughs> yeah. But but yeah. how how do you get that after after like one date, five dates max? So, okay, so maybe this is y'all a free work call. on a y'all y'all do a project. You say okay for this yes. date, we are going to build uh, ten birdhouses. <laughs> <laughs> you need to game show eyes. <laughs> your your dating life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have a series of challenges. <laughs> That you better have to. Yeah. For her second day, we're doing American Ninja Warrior. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yep. And uh, you know, and if she fails, then you uh, throw her into the poopoo water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is something to be said though about about uh, one being able to to deal with adversity with somebody. I remember somebody or some book or something saying that it doesn't matter. Like you're going to fight or whatever. So like, don't say that. Oh, I fight with this person. Um, I can't be with them. Like it is how it is how you fight. Like if they, if they, yeah. if you are able to find a way to resolve problems with somebody, that's more important than you not fighting with them or not or not having. Yeah, I would agree one hundred percent with that. Yeah. So yeah. what you got to do is because as Asians, we're very passive aggressive. Ah. We'll avoid that fight for the longest time and just do all these little things that you know, like post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> just post-it notes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think what Bo is saying is that you should, while your date's going pretty good, um, just like start a fight. 
<laughs> I think you're saying that. Is that your advice, Bo? I'm saying to build start a birdhouse. I'm saying, and uh, for the second course, we have uh, some slats of wood and uh, some birds. Okay, so both saying build a birdhouse, and I'm yeah. saying build a birdhouse, but then, like, put, criticize her. Put uh, milk in the in the glue bottle instead of instead of glue, and then see how she deals with it. <laughs> yeah, when the birdhouse don't take. <laughs> I'm not sure this is helping me. Yeah, I don't think that was ever going to happen. <laughs> But hey, I'm glad you're optimistic about our abilities here, Bo. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Come to me from a relationship advice. Like, hey, look at that. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess, again, the reason I brought it up is, A, I'm currently going through it. B, is an example of another of complex decision. We make decisions all day long. This is perhaps one of the biggest decisions out there that we have to make in our lifetime. And, yeah. you know, how do you factor that all in? How do you, like, is it just luck at some point where... Yeah. You get together, they meet the minimum checkbox number, and then you row in the same direction. Like, hey, let's just hope everything else in life goes okay. Well, I don't know if it's 100% like that, right? So you are not the same person you will be in 10 years, right? And your partner will not be the same person that they will be in 10 years. But you kind of have to, I guess, suss out and know that they, and no matter what, you're going to grow to, together with that no, person. I'm not sure that's the truth. That that's how people grow apart. Like literally, they grow apart. Okay, and then like ten years, like man, I don't recognize you anymore, Bo. You're not the person I hooked up with a long time. Like I shouldn't have had that plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> you vow morphinized. Yeah, I vow morphinized. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I like, I but you raised a good point there too, which is like, how do you just d- determine after a couple of dates if this person is willing to go in the same direction, mm, you or, or go together? Um. Yeah. You know, like I mean, you should feel it, feel it in your uh, bones, loins. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bone, I guess. Lions. Yeah, mm, that's a, that's a tough one, man. Like that, that yeah. once you figure that out, write that book. You know, that's half the problem here. And How it, to predict the future? Feel then, it in your loins. Then, aside from that, like you got to be on that, that path, and then she's got to be on it too. Like, good luck sinking, sinking up with that. Well, you, you know? don't have to be on the same path, but you have to be. You have to be willing to. Well, she's like, if I don't feel it by third date, and you're like, I, I don't feel it by the fifth date person, you know, she's over here trying to get rid of you on the third date. You're like, hey, 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 hey. my system calls for two more dates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know about do about that. So, I guess, you know, what would you do, Lance? Oh, I'm terrible at all this. This is a, uh, you know, no, no, but share. There's always something to learn from what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, if you make a choice, stick with it. Like uh, and and don't necessarily like let the other person choose. Like if you feel some type of way, um, they might fight against it or whatever. But if you've made your choice, uh, stick to your guns and be gone. Yeah, or so, so we or say, if she says no and you say yes, then you just really gotta just show up at her house uh, unannounced um, at all at all hours of night and let your voice and presence be known. Hey, uh, <laughs> there's a that's either the a rom com or uh, a way to get uh, uh, one of those uh, threatening letters from <laughs> a restraining from a lawyer. Yeah, restraining. It's letter. a restrain com. <laughs> <laughs> restrain com. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. That's it. Well, I think in this uh, era of uh, online dating and dating and with all these apps and such, I saw a documentary a few uh, months ago. Um, since it was very apt in my lifestyle right now, talking about where, you know, back in the day, before internet, before apps, you were confined to the community you live in. Yeah. So you're like, you look around, you're like, well, there's like 10 or 20 girls within my age range, so I guess I got to pick from one of them. We're dying at 42, so we got to really get this thing going. Let's get going on this <laughs> thing here, you know? So your whooping cough gets us. The way you think, the way you focus in is like, well, that's my choices. I I know 
it's got to be one of them. Whereas today is unlimited. So you just keep on going. Like, go on a date. Nah, let's see what tomorrow brings. And you just keep on going. And before you yeah. know it, years pass by and whatnot. Because it's an endless supply out there. Well, I think it was, you know, if you know, thinking about from within your own community, I think that if you were to look at those 10, 20 girls and be like, well, my my choices have obviously shrank. But I'm I'm pretty sure they have the same value systems and stuff like that, mm. that I do. Yeah. Right? Mm, yeah. Whereas, you know, now essentially your uh your your prospective dates go outside, you know, there's no real boundaries like this is my community, this is someone else's. It's whoever. Right? Well I think yes and no. So, some apps are more wide and, and generic per okay. se, but some are have uh, like the farmers app, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. Get your rake on there. <laughs> a little, a little uh, grammar humor. Uh, you mean uh, or a hoe? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> hey, well, best of luck to you, Johnny. You, my friend, are a catch for any girl out there willing to to give you the time of day. So, and, and I'll just say, if you're interested and want a date, <laughs> leave us five stars on the on the winter show. It's the only way, and I'll make it back with you. Hey, also, any date you're going on, you're out here meeting these random women. Oh yeah, other, it's true. I grab their phones, grab their phones in their bathroom, and give us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> Transfer of data is complete. All right, we'll be back. Hey, welcome to the Hoopto Show. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny, and I'm Bo. And oh, I'm hold be- up. You go. Oh, I was about to say that same okay. thing. Okay, one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, Lance. Ah, thank you. Thank you, my friends, my friends. Let's not say my official birthday on there because I'm going to be official. But I recently uh, just had a birthday here, and I'm yeah. officially into my... 50s. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look a day over 30-something. Yeah, so, well, that's a, that's a relief. Thank you. My hairline's... You know, it's fighting the good fight, so I appreciate that here. Yeah, yeah. I give you all the oils and, and fruits and berries I can to try to, <laughs> try to keep keep you, you in the game for at least another five years. Come on, buddy. We so, can do it. So do you think you look your age? Um, I don't even know, like, because it's, it's such a, there's such a variance in how people look at this point in time. Like, right. I, I used to look real, real young when I was young. Yeah. And then I looked good for my age for like a good 10 years and now i think i either look my age <laughs> or or maybe a okay, like like decent like i, I well, look, wait, 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 so so you, so you legitimately think there's a time for your life you thought you looked good but now you think you're less than that level you think you're less like than I, like i was okay so like iq right is like your intelligence over your age so if you're if i'm as smart as i am now if i'm like five years old then i'm like super smart Yep. But then, like, I gradually, I, if I stay the same, exact same intelligence, I become my IQ lessens over time. So, like, I think my like goodness over age was yep. good, like all through my twenties. The LQ, Look, <laughs> looking yeah. quotient, yeah, oh, and, and, and into my <laughs> early thirties. And now I think it's like that that that's that's a slope on that thing is kind of not as good as it used to be. <laughs> like, I think I still uh, look better than the average person my age, but like yeah. not as good as I looked at thirty compared to the average thirty year old. Okay. Oh, I mean, we're not just trying to compliment each other, but you look great, man. <laughs> you look physically in shape. Mm-hmm. Probably one of the best shapes in your life I've I mean, known you for. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm no slouch yeah. over here. I mean, <laughs> you could easily beat up 10-year-old younger version of yourself. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'd, exactly. I'd snap that bitch in half. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that fight, actually, now. 
<laughs> All right, it's neither here. Right, but right. thank you for the birthday wishes. It's uh, I'm happy to have another year with you guys and another year with our uh, with our audience here. Hey, and uh, if our audience member wants to wish Lance a happy birthday, leave us five stars. Yeah, that's all I want from you guys is uh, <laughs> any number of any amount of money from zero to a billion dollars or higher. Yeah, and a uh, five star review. Yeah, and right. grab your friend's phone and leave five stars. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, so we're we're in our world famous pop culture segment. First of 2019. What do you guys got? Oh, man. I got some good stuff. All right. Full of superheroes already. Man. We're only like, what, eight days in? And I got a full of superhero stuff already. So Nobody surprised, Johnny. That's true. <laughs> okay. That's true. Yeah. All of our audience members just gave us eye rolls. <laughs> so first up, Spider-Verse. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. You saw it? Yes. Yes. What'd you think? Fantastic. Yes. Is that on Netflix? Fantastic. No, nah, it's still in theaters right okay. now. Yeah. But it won the Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature. Yeah, it did. It was great. And beat beat out all those other big name stuff too. Wreck It Ralph, I think, was on it. I still haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, neither have I. <laughs> uh, okay, so did you expect it to be as much a movie about Miles, the Black Spider Man, or mixed race Black and Hispanic Spider Man, as it was? Yes, I did. I was not anticipating that style of animation. It was just different. It's not quite all CGI like the Pixar stuff, but it's not all quite anime like the old school Disney stuff is. It was just something different. It was like a feast for my eyeballs. I'm like, oh, I'm being presented with something new right now. This is fantastic. Let's keep going. And the music was great in it. Yeah, it was. You know, some good stuff out there. Um, I saw it in 3D. I like the 3D. Oh, really? Yeah. But it was blurry. It was blurry in some parts. Was it blurry for you at all? And I couldn't tell if it was because of the way the screen worked or because my eyes Mm -hmm. were going bad. So I was like, man, is this like an animation (laughs) error or cataracts? I should just check that out. Your favorite character of the uh, multiple Spider-Man? I, I hmm, see. I don't want. I like my instinct is to just say Miles because I have. I won't say forced myself to be a big Miles fan, but like I was very intrigued by the idea because I'm Spider Man is my number one hero, mm-hmm. right? Blanket statement. Oh, I thought Iron Man was. Did you really? Yeah. No, I, I'm 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 on record as being a Spider Man guy. Yeah, like, because yeah, I thought Weezy was Spider Man. You were Iron Man. And I'm Cyclops. Mm, Cyclops. No, <laughs> no Spider Spider Man is my guy. All right. I mean all right. Venom. I like Venom because he's like the black Spider Man, very black version of Spider Man. So like. Officially, the symbiote suit Spider-Man is my favorite Spider-Man. Uh, and so when they put out, they were like, we're going to make a black Spider-Man character. I was like, say word? <laughs> <laughs> so so Miles is probably one of, one of my um, more favorite characters. All right. So then when I saw the preview, and I was like, oh, man, this is really great that they're like, they featured him heavily in the preview. But I was like, but it's going to be a Spider-Man movie, you know, and they're just like trying to like get me hyped up and they're going to play me like they always do. Mm-hmm. But then the movie was primarily about him. And I was yeah. like, whoa, they gave us a a Miles Morales movie like this is amazing yeah. it's great yeah. and then it was a good movie yeah so uh, I, I love the Spider-Verse movie man like so I'm I, 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 I could I'd go with Miles as my favorite Spider-Man character but that said like Peter, old Peter was funny too like he was good <laughs> uh, jaded Peter Parker was good <laughs> um, my, my favorite was uh, Spider-Man Noir <laughs> so he comes from a uh, black and white uh, reality, yeah. A Spider-Man. Hey, that doll face you can over here. You need some some crime fault. <laughs> <laughs> did you, Did you recognize the voice? I didn't recognize the voice, but I I looked up after the fact who it was. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Cage. Nick Cage of the voice was okay. that. Yeah. And I thought, uh, hopefully, I'm not giving too much away. But my favorite joke that mm-hmm. Spider-Man Noir had on there, he was trying to do a Rubik's cube. Oh, but but okay. So he's grayscale. <laughs> so everybody else is full color mm-hmm. and in vivid color, but Spider-Man Noir. It's grayscale, yeah, because he's like a black and white yeah. person. Yeah, okay. I assume he sees in black and white, so he's trying to do a Rubik's cube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, "Ah, oh, what color is this?" I was <laughs> <laughs> like, "What contraption is this? How does this work?" Yeah, they said that uh, Nicholas Cage as Spider-Man Noir, he he riffed a lot of uh, 
and improv a lot of his lines. They were all very raunchy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to like you know, simmer it down. <laughs> okay, right. hey, Spider Verse is great. Okay, so what else you got, Johnny? I got uh, Aquaman. Ooh, so what's the verdict yeah. on Aquaman? Fun. Hey, well, it's just pure fun, man. Fun Go is like, for the fun. You're saying it like it's a good thing, but it also it's, feels like a way of you not saying that it's a good movie. <laughs> correct. Uh, no, no, I will say it out loud. It is not the greatest movie. The plot is pretty weak, um, but that's to be expected almost. It's just a fun, again, another feast for the eyeballs, per se. The, 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 did mm-hmm. they skimp on the CGI? Did the CGI yeah. look good? That looked fine. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Are you saw it too, Bo? Yeah. Oh, hey. Yeah, that was the first movie I saw in theaters in, I don't know, nine months or something. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I had known you were there. I might have. Yeah, he's favorite. a huge uh, Jason Momoa fan, man. Are you really? Uh, or are you just like a yeah. Jason Momoa fan and you are huge? Like, what is the huge <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I mean I tried watching Frontier. I couldn't get into it. So really, I was about to start that one next after Deadwood. Yeah. What's that movie you said with, with him? In, it's in it. Uh, Braven. Okay, I watched that. I don't know. Did you hit that as like your second movie of the year or something like that? You didn't like it either. It was fine. It's not the number two movie of the year though. I I, I think it was coming just off by surprise, and maybe I was in the mood for that type of movie. It just really got me. Yeah, but he, I guess uh, another friend of ours watched it too at my recommendation, and she was like. <laughs> Not the greatest, Johnny. I was like, ah, oh, darn it. Yeah, we're right. right. We're right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it keeps getting featured on like the top movie on my iTunes, wherever. Yeah, because iTunes is like, okay, well, we bought this crap. <laughs> it's tricky to buy some other stuff. <laughs> anyway, so anything else on Aquaman there? Uh, well, I'll wait till you're finished. And then oh, we'll, okay. then, uh, well, two points. One, um, I don't think they made the best use of Amber Heard. I think she has more potential there. They really did play her up on the tight suits and all that good stuff. But... Her lines are so cheesy. It's like, give her something a bit more meaningful to say. And then two, uh, there's a time jump in the movie. Uh, Aquaman's uh, human father. And the human father from when he was young to when he was old looked like two totally different people. Yeah. So that t- that kind of jarred me for a bit. I think the Same guy that now. played his father was in uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. It is. Yeah. Oh, well, the, Return the, of the Jedi? No, no. The no. new one, the Star Wars new Jedi. Yeah, yeah he played yeah. Uh, Boba Fett. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the oh okay, that's a good uh, choice for Momoa's dad. Mm-hmm. He looks yeah. like he's some type of shouldn't have went into the sentence. Samoan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I'll, I'll wait. No, no, that's yeah. it. That's oh, that's it. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, so a couple things. I went and saw Aquaman. I liked it. <laughs> I I will say, um, who's the who's the guy that played uh, Ocean Master? Oh, I love that guy. He, I, you know, like all the reviews I read. It's this guy from um, Annabelle. And all those horror movies with yeah. James Wan. Oh, Amber Heard is Johnny Depp's ex-wife. Oh, yeah, that's okay. the one that got all. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so I've heard that they that the the guy that played Ocean Master, I don't know his name, but they said that he like was like a cartoon supervillain. I thought he was the best character in the whole entire movie. Like he was, he was flat out. I thought he was great in his role. Um, I would say uh, the fight scenes were fun. Um, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. That's the man. Um, and I think that um, I don't think they should make any more Aquaman movies, but it was a good movie. <laughs> they're making more. Yeah, they're going to make more. They made a billion dollars, man. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I like that guy. Patrick, I haven't seen it. Yet. I like, but Patrick Wilson. I like that guy. Yeah. No. He. I mean, it was kind of like to me. It was kind of like uh, a clinic, and you know, Patrick Wilson. I felt like he was an actor, right? He can act, and then Jason Momoa was, you know, he he plays this role well. Right, mm-hmm. but he's not the actor. Actor Patrick Wilson is, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I think Momoa is just like 
eye candy for uh, for the girls and uh, some guys. Yeah, he's 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 like the Rock before the Rock could act. You know, I think the yeah the Rock went through a long like people forget about that long spell where the yeah. Rock was was, was, yeah. <laughs> was making bad movies. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the other thing is I um, watched a movie uh, Bandersnatch. Oh, did you watch the old Bandersnatch? I watched Bandersnatch. On okay, Netflix. I'm gonna check out of this conversation. I I've only seen like the first. 10 minutes or so. Okay. I haven't seen anything yet. Oh, you haven't seen it at all? So, it okay, so, I'll so say, you guys say it was a good or bad? It, I will say good, uh, unexpectedly. I was waiting for a kind of a generic choose-your-own-adventure. I was pleasantly surprised in some of the things they did. Um, but what I think I did was I I think I went down the story path that the writers originally intentioned for. Ah, okay. And so that's probably why I probably had more of an enjoyable experience. Are you a Black Mirror guy in general? Kind of like some, I would say, um, Black Mirror. I feel like has genius episodes, and then they have episodes I can't get into. So yes. I never really, I never really watch a full season. I just wait for like the hyped up shows and I watch those. <laughs> what really? They're yeah. all pretty decent, man. Well, yeah, they're pretty good, but like, yeah. I check out in the middle of them sometimes. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Are great. Yeah, I'd say. Um, like one per season will be a stinker. Still the, worth it. Stick around at the end if eight out of ten are great. Oh no, yeah. no, no, I'm not, yeah. not, I'm not knocking it. Black Mirror is high on my list, but I'm saying yeah. like there was a, I tried to get into yes. it several I, times, I got you, failed, I got you. and now I'm all on board. Yeah. So Banished Snatch, good. Okay, good. Um, then oh. I watched a movie called The Circle, uh, but not <laughs> the Tom Hanks yeah. Circle movie. It's kind of like a, uh, I, I want to say almost like an art piece. It's essentially these people uh, are standing in a circle, obviously, <laughs> all right, and then Go they kind of wake up and. Every so often, someone dies. So there's like 35, 40 people in a circle. And they kind of find out, they try to kind of play a game to get some people to get out of this, um, I don't know exactly what you call it. Circle. Yeah, the circle, right? Death circle. Uh, and so that was kind of an interesting movie. Uh, it's one of those movies that's like, you know, they, they shot it in one day. They just got some actors from LA and then they... Netflix so, or... Yeah, Netflix. How'd you come up? You just... I just saw it and I was like, I'll try it. All right. And, so, and you say it's good? Uh, I would was, say was it's scary. No, it's not definitely not scary. It's more of like a social um, commentary piece. Okay, I like those. Was a bunch of females in the movie? Uh, it's about fifty fifty. Hmm, so for movie, um, <laughs> send me that link though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, as far as books, I just recently on a road trip, I listened to Isaac Asimov's The Foundation, the first book. I think oh. I read that actually. Yeah. So, um, what was to you? Uh, just make sure it's the same book. Do you remember what it was? No. Talk well, about it and see if I remember. See if it. Well, so I'm not... If I talk about it, I'll probably spoil it. But it was written in 1951, so... Well, that, I think the statute... The statute... <laughs> <laughs> <The> statu- <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, so essentially what it is, is there is a, uh, imp- a galactic empire, right? And th- this uh, Selden... Um, uh, man, I forget the name. His name is Selden, though. And he has come up with psychohistory and... He has predicted the future collapse of this empire and then the the rise of the next empire. And so what he's done is he's he has used government funds to set up a um, a station on the uh, periphery of the galactic empire to then, after a period of a thousand years, come up with a new and better galactic empire essentially. And so the 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 point is. Um, Whenever they they get to these crossroads in history between like internal and external, do they like destroy the history or something? I don't think they destroy the history. They are kind of they're they're just kind of going along for the ride essentially, and so it's 
it's uh what it is is these these people make these decisions uh and then selden comes up and he says well you made the decision i said you were going to make that 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 and it kind of keeps going um but it kind of goes and it, and it kind of feels like what it does is it follows kind of a loose historical reinterpretation of uh like the collapse of the roman empire mm-hmm. and the rise of like england and stuff like that so isaac asimov just yeah. ripped off history well, I mean, I mean, that's kind of what sci-fi. I guess. I mean, they say Game of Thrones is War yeah. of the Roses or whatever. Like, yeah, everybody does it. And, yeah, uh, so it's. I mean, it's it's fair yeah. game. The Steven Universe is basically based on the nineteen. Uh, I mean, the two thousand election between Bush and Cheney. Hmm. Really? No. <laughs> I was like, wait. I was like, wait. You gotta go back there. But I would say the Foundation. It's it's a pretty good book. Um, I would say I think it's uh, uh, what is it? It's supposed to be one of the pillars of sci-fi books that yeah. you're supposed to read. Yeah. Um, well worth a read. It's not. It's not as good as Dune, but it's still pretty good. You see that? Uh, what's my man? Um, Drax from um, Guardians Batista. of the Galaxy. Yeah, Dave Batista got cast in uh, the Dune movie. Oh, uh, who who's he in there? Like House Harkonnen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, look forward to that though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Dune movie. I I really hope they do like. They do Dune the way that I remember feeling as I read yeah. Dune. You know, is um that a 2019 movie or a 2020 movie? Uh, I'll look it up. It's done by the director I love. So okay, so uh, things that Lance has seen or read. Yeah. I um just finished Homeland season seven. I think some podcast I listened to was like a uh, Homeland that the latest last season of Homeland is really uh relevant for today's times, and it was all about like Russia and um, social media, and um, there was a, a big Alex Jones character in there who was doing crazy stuff. So it was interesting. I think I'm kind of who's is it Claire Danes is on that show? Do you know? I, I get, that I get, was it. Yeah, I get Claire Danes and Gwyneth Paltrow mixed that up. Was no, I think it's not Gwyneth Paltrow. Okay, well I don't like I get those two mixed up. I don't like either of them, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was okay, and it was you know interesting and relevant for today's uh, political times. I saw Black Klansmen um, for the first time. And, really? And I I don't know. Like Black Klansmen got away from me, and then like two or three other like woke black movies got yeah. away from me this year that I didn't get to go see. That I'm, I'm watching with my uh, my spare time now, mm-hmm. and I freaking loved Black Klansman. I did not enjoy that movie. Man, Johnny, you didn't like. Sorry to bother you. You didn't like Black Klansman. Did not Klansman. enjoy that one. It's like I feel like you're getting more woke, generally speaking, which is great. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, your media consumption is uh, a lot no, more no, braven I, than Black. Klansman. No, I think is I think um, that might be the reason why because I'm more woke, maybe mm-hmm. according to you. Um, I feel like some of these movies, such as um, Sorry to Bother You, just punching me in the face too much with the message like like calm down man like just make it more like less so obvious it's like remember one of the um what movie was that the movie uh pixar and um wally mm-hmm. one of the criticism of that movie was how in your face it was about how humanity is going to grow reliant on technology they grow fat and dumb and blah 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 and they're like man just calm down with that like uh, social commentary there, Pixar, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's you know when it's just too much in my face. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I get yeah. it, I get it. With no, the, when the message, me. when the yeah. message outshines the story, yeah, then I don't, I don't really yeah. care for it. Yeah. So. Okay, I did read. Uh, I read Foundation, Foundation series three in 2017. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm think I'm gonna try to follow the Foundation series. Yeah, I don't so know why I read the book, the third book though, instead of the first one. Yeah, it kind of starts with, I think it just starts with the foundation. And, and the only thing that's kind of annoying is, you know, some some books I read, you you know, I kind of like the bookends, but it was just kind of like, and that was the end of the third epoch. Mm-hmm. 
I hope you enjoyed Audible. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. So, hey, um, speaking of uh, other black movies, well, hold on. Oh, okay, so what didn't you like about Black Klansman? What didn't I like about that? I, oh, I, I think I enjoyed it for the most part all throughout the movie. So yeah, no, so my, my criticism of Black Klansman is way less than um, Sorry to Bother You. So Black Klansman, I, thought I think it was, it's a better movie. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think it's a better movie. It was enjoyable and good with a, a, a relevant message in it. But then I think it was directed by Spike Lee, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, he brought in those news clips, those real footages and such. I'm like, too much. Like, I'm here to enjoy the movie and for some level of escapism. And, I, and I'm and i okay with learning during the during the movie, but I did not sign up for um, that level of hardcoreness. Like, if I wanted that, I would have gone and seen a... Um, so, so, like the, Heights. so the Trump rally at the end of the movie bugged you more than <clears throat> the... Cross burning <laughs> <laughs> with the guy with the KK man. I got a step too far. Hey, I'm with you. I think it's worse too. <laughs> uh, you know that oh. guy's uh, Denzel Washington's uh, son. The uh, the oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. So he's in yeah. Ballers too. That show you, that you you like Ballers. He's the guy from Ballers. You no, know, well, we kind of gave up on. I thought I, I don't like that show that much, and I and as oh, a result, okay. I don't think that I didn't think that he was that good of an actor oh, until I saw Black Klansman. Gotcha. And now gotcha. I'm all on board. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Ballers, so uh, the Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne vehicle. Rock Johnson. Yeah. You know, I didn't think that was that bad. I, you know, it got panned, but I watched it. and I didn't think it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like the best show, but yeah, people like was, it. I mean, the, the Rock is fun on screen. Yeah. A lot yeah. of you know. Money and girls in the show, and that uh, was it. Rob Corddry, he's he's fun. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, t- so, quick question: Have you seen uh, the Hate You Give? I did see it. I loved it. Really, I I need to see that movie. I was really interested in watching that. Well, I read the book, and I loved the book, and mm-hmm. I then got the book for all of my family for Christmas that mm-hmm. year. And uh, the movie did the well. Okay, so I don't know how closely the book and the movie are correlated because I read it a long time ago, but I loved the movie. Okay, yeah, it hit the high points or whatever for me. Great, it's good, awesome. See what else I got? Uh, oh, I uh, so comic book wise, I Johnny let me borrow his ba- uh, Batman White Knight series. Mm-hmm. Probably the best comic I've read in in years. I absolutely That's love good it. Good stuff, man. So without spoiling too much, the premise is, is that um, the Joker becomes sane, and then the sane, ver- like sane, like uh, regular face, no makeup version of the Joker, is coming at Batman as like a public menace or whatever. He's saying, "Look at what he did to me over the years." He's all this property damage that he does, and then the the big fat, the big wigs in Gotham City government make money off of all the damage that Batman does. And when they uh, when the contracts go to rebuild all the damage, the things that he breaks, it goes into their pockets. And I am not going to stand for it anymore. I know this is the Joker talking. I know better than anybody what Batman has done to this uh, city. And I am your warrior, people. He's the Dark Knight. I am the White Knight, and I'm going to fight him for you. And it's so far so great. I love it. So it's like it's very political, and then the Joker's woke for some reason. <laughs> 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 and like apparently, like Batman goes to the black part of town, is beating people up all the time. <laughs> well, so is the Joker the bad guy in this one, or uh, hasn't got to that part yet? So, so as far as I know, so far the Joker, like I think Batman like beat the Joker up and then gave him some some sanity pills or whatever, and then the Joker just became a regular. So right now. It's not so much a bad guy or a good guy. It's like Batman is Batman, but he's kind of going off the rails. He's getting old or something, yeah. so he's a little bit more violent than he used to be, and he's like more property damage. He's a bit sloppy. So like Batgirl and Robert are like, yeah, Batman needs to calm down. He's like beating people ass in front of these uh, people, recording them on uh, <laughs> on cell phones or whatever. Okay, and he's getting out there, and then so he's still Batman, 
you know, a little, he's always been a violent sociopath, and we just been cool with it. But now the Joker is like, hey, Batman's a violent sociopath. You shouldn't be cool with it. And people are like, oh, yeah. Yeah. He shouldn't be cool with it. Opening people's <laughs> eyes. Just like that. All right. Yeah, it's great. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Bo, you got uh, one of your favorite shows is coming back soon. Oh, the Detectorist? I was going to say True Detectives. Oh, True Detective. Oh, this season third season, three. I actually am looking forward if to you this wa- one. If you start watching it, let me know. I'll watch it. And then oh, can, I want to watch uh, it. Yeah. Okay, we can be, uh, I'm not necessarily watch together, but let's all watch it. Well, it. it's yeah, going yeah. to have to be something like, yeah. you know, the first season I was like, I'm True Detective all over it. Yeah. The second season, I tried and I, had I just said, two this episodes is garbage. In, I think. Yeah. You know, so I am going to reserve judgment, yep. and, but I'm hoping for a rebound. Yep. So or, but I hope it doesn't follow the American Horror kind of arc. American Horror started. I thought it was really good. Amazing. And then it was just like, I was like, this is so interesting concept. And then it was like, blogger, 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 blogger. And I was like, ugh. Until it, Lady Gaga came yeah. into it. Actually, that season, like, I would probably watch it almost just for Lady Gaga. Yeah. yeah it's especially especially being first a sine wave. Yeah. yeah. It, it's great. Okay. Bad. Okay. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> that also describes my dating life. Oh, <laughs> oh man. You see some Lady Gaga's in there. <laughs> Swipe out in that meat dress. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, she was going to say here. Oh, I was say, so you've got two detectives to look forward to. Yep. I've got Star Trek Discovery kicking off pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lance, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I mean, Game of Thrones. Um, That's April. Yeah, yeah no, everybody's looking forward to that. Mm, yeah. And in the meantime, um, I mean, Gronish is back. I'm watching that. Uh, I think I'm just going to find. So, so, like, I've said this before. I'm not necessarily on the cutting edge of stuff, you know. I like to go back and watch stuff that everybody has already said is great. Yeah, that's what Oder Lance would say. <laughs> the ammo. <laughs> my time's running out here. I, gotta, I can only watch high quality <laughs> entertainment here. So I'm probably going to um, uh, finish up some anime like Fate, Fate Night, or something like that. I think it's I hear it's right. good. So All right. that's it. And um, watch those black movies. I, I missed those super woke black movies of 2018. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's uh, that's about that's about it. What a great episode, man! Oof. Aren't you? You guys are so lucky. Hot, you know, whatever googling you did to find us, man. Just shout out to you and your computer for and your phone for for getting you us in your ears. <laughs> you sound like me in the morning when I look in the mirror, Johnny. You're great. Dog on it, <laughs> people like you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so please, if you would, um, tell a friend about our show because uh, if you like it, your friends are like you probably a little bit lamer because you're so cool but you know they still <laughs> deserve to have us in their ears so give them uh the link uh please rate us five stars in itunes and wherever else you can uh yeah i guess that's about it so first episode of 2019 hope you guys all have a very blessed and also a atheist word for blessed 2019 and i till then <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode i'm lance i'm johnny and i'm Bo. see you next time